Boy, Trey, forever, baby. Man, it's your boy, artist. Yeah, the gap too deep. Are you Milan? Here, Milan. Your girl, Flamey Gina. Alright, oh, it's Auntie Pig. Or Lou. Ebony, aka Ebony, with an I. I'm from the Big Head Radio Show, and I'm with the King Teeth Network, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. What I got out of it, but when I look at it on the glass at full side, I got a lot out of it. Case in point. Um, so give it up one time for the Gap Tooth Diva! <laughs> Thank you. And now we can be as loud as we, we want because it's our shit. Um, but yeah, if you go back to that episode, that was a lighting disaster. <laughs> I, I liked it. Did you? Yeah. No, I think TC's, because I had I did like four interviews at OMS. It was like, yeah, yours did come out pretty yeah. well. But um, TC's didn't. No, it was like a scary movie, Loki. <laughs> Shadows, this one. But that's good, progression. Facts. Yes. So, you progressed since last time we saw you. We progressed. It's been about almost two years. I want you to tuck this under your armpit. Oh, tuck so it under my armpit? Happy. Oh. You can just throw your hands up okay. without any problems. Boom. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Oh, All right. Um, how have you been? I've been good. Yeah? Yeah. I've been great. So big, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, how? Like, what? Like, I see it, but, like, catch us up. Like, you were, all right, so, boom. Let's go back to interview 15 or 16 or whatever. I swear it was in the teens. Mm -hmm. um, it might have been 13. I'm going to check. But um, it was early. It was early. Um, you had accomplished a few things. Such as we had met in a music video. Shout out Naisha. Yes. Um, you have been acting, mm -hmm. uh, but you was really getting the ball rolling on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So start from there. Um, so that was me wrapping up, um, doing background work on mm -hmm. um, productions, and then at oh, that yeah, point, yeah, the big movie. Oh yeah, when, when I was on Judas and Black. Come Messiah. on now, <laughs> that was a moment. I shout that out because it started everything for me it really put everything in motion yeah um so there was that and then i fast forward i made sally dressing that yes. was my first short that's film. what we actually interviewed about yes um, y'all should go watch that on youtube right now it's really good yeah i do love sally dressing sally dressing helped me realize that i can complete things so um that was groundbreaking for me um and then since then, what what's happened since then? Ooh, I'm trying to see the timeline. I know I should have watched the interview. <laughs> I know me too. I should have just went back and watched that. It's like <sighs> this is amazing though because this is what I dreamed about, like coming back and talking to people two three years. Am and, I the first revisit? No, but you're the first two year revisit, like from original. Like we gotta go get bankroll. You know what I'm saying? We gotta go get a few people. Like we coming for y'all, but like you the where. You was at one point, and now you at a whole nother trajectory right oh, now. Like, with Umars and all types oh. of things going on. We're going to get to it, but I just feel like I'm with family right now because, like, did we really started this with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you ain't sit down with me that day, I don't know if we was here. <laughs> it was a rough few months for us. 
but you believed in us and we truly appreciate it. And again, like we always say, you're always welcome back. Thank so you. from there, you had you did um, salad dressing. Then not on Valentine's Day. That one, mm. that one stretched me a bit. It was holiday based. So mm -hmm. with that, I'll be like very straightforward with you. Um, I wrote that one. I was like, I haven't made anything in a long time, and I started to feel complacent. So I was like, I have to make something. So um, I got a lot of this. Well, it wasn't too many of the same actors, but some of the same actors from Salad Dressing and then um, other people that I met um, along the journey. And I was like, okay, we're gonna go ahead and do Not on Valentine's Day. And of course, from the title, it was a Valentine's Day film. Mm -hmm. um, and we had some technical issues. And now I will say that we had a crew of, the, uh, the whole time, maybe three people, but that included me, and I was acting in it. <laughs> but full-time wow. crew was one person, so I really do uh, respect him for doing the sound and the lighting, and also um, he was the cinematographer. And then I would slate and direct, and then I would like you know have somebody else stand in. So this we was your first directing role, wasn't it? So no, no actually, that salad dressing, salad dressing was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this one um, it was a smaller crew. Salad dressing had... You called everybody for that one. Yeah, it was more of a crew. It, but this one was like, okay, we're going to get this done. And we were working with, um, yeah, it's like one of the other actors was actually crew too. So that's why I said one full-time crew person. Wow. And then the rest of us were just kind of rotating um, in and out. So um, I am proud of that one too. But we did have technical issues and I just... At that point, I knew I wasn't going to reshoot it, mm. um, so I put it out with the technical issues. I feel like I gave myself a new zero, and I just accepted it for what it was. I love that. Yeah, we got some. We might have an audio issue today. <laughs> <laughs> so I, hey, I, I love that you have that because I remember when you were talking about salad dressing, it was such a like the baby and it has to be perfect. But then you realize I have to let myself grow. Yeah. And that's that's all you that's, can that's do. That's the journey of a creator right Exactly. There. And I think I started, every time I would talk to someone, it was always about salad dressing. And it's like, I've written other things, but did I make them? Mm. So not on Valentine's Day was like, get out there and do something else. Like, it's okay to fail. Yeah. And if you fail, you can always learn from that and go again. 100%. You know, like. 100%. I used to be afraid of failure. Now it's just like, okay, it's going to happen. And I just pick myself back what up. Changed? What changed? Um, I wasn't a doer. You know, like when you sit there and you just like, I want to do this, 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 and this. And you have all these dreams and you just think about it, but you don't do it. Of course, you like, you trap yourself in a corner mm -hmm. and you're afraid to fail. But then once mm -hmm. I started doing things, it was like, okay. All right, I, I did it and I failed. So now, what? Like, did I die? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So that's. Or did um, you fail up? Right. Exactly. Failure, I think, is 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 helpful, yes. and you grow from it. So yes. I love it. I don't love failure, but I love what you Why gain. Do you from check failure. when I check. You are. I don't hilarious. know. <laughs> because I like production stuff. Like sometimes <laughs> I have to stop myself from looking at people. Like, what are they doing back there? Absolutely, I do. They're adjusting it. Like, did that mess with the lighting? What happened? Right. <laughs> like, what was going on? Yeah. I'd be so happy we don't be talking to people who don't be knowing going on. <laughs> we be have a whole technical camera be off the thing. I'd be like, yep, so what's next? <laughs> we gonna make it work, though. Right. Um, so, 
what is next? Um, no, nah, we aren't even gonna talk about what's next because what's, what was next after this? Um, what was it? This is not Valentine's. Uh, not on Valentine's Day. Not on Valentine's Day, and I did watch it. That was like almost a year ago, though, right? Yes, that was last year on Valentine's yes. Day. Mm -hmm. Um, so last year on Valentine's Day, moving into 2022, what was the mindset? Where did you want to take things? Um. How did so, you look at Umar? Like, these things I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know about Umar? <laughs> We're getting to it. Oh, do you want me to jump to Umar? No. I can jump to Umar. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, no, no. We can wait on Umar. See, we got to make a way. <laughs> um. This is a true storyteller here. I'm making this sweet. Don't fast forward. That's so funny. So from there, I just started writing more consistently. But speaking of failure, there's a production that I tried to do two times now, wow. and it has not happened. And that's why, like, when I say that Which failure is, I'll tell you off camera. It's not the one that you need to draw that looks like you. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my. Okay, so let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about. It. I I found a little girl who mm. yes, I found one who looked like me, but respectfully I didn't use her because she had dealt with some trauma in her uh, life and um the movie's not really like the short film's not traumatic but at the same time it does deal with um not to have me put my whole concept out there but yes you didn't come back here for no reason indirectly indirectly <laughs> but it just deals with like family trauma, but since she actually did go through trauma in her life, I didn't want to use her because uh, when you prepare for a part, you really want to get into, it. yeah, a mindset for it. So a lot of times I do like lighthearted stuff, not saying that I couldn't do something heavier, mm. but in order to give the best performance you could possibly give, you want to really connect with that character. Yeah. And that's not something that I really wanted to welcome for her right. and I, I explained the part to her mom and her mom explained to me like some of the things that she went through mm. so we decided not to move forward with her playing the younger mm. version of me so but I was happy about that though it helped me to to um, really accept that that I'm not just working with people that are going to play characters I'm working with people that have emotions and feelings not yeah. saying that I, I didn't think of that but even it's in, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's something that you have to consider very heavily yeah. because it's like, man, they played that part. You're a tyrant as a director. No, I'm not. No, I am not. I've heard stories. No, no, you tyrant. If you're late, you might as well have not came. I am not a tyrant. I'm not a tyrant. <laughs> I feel like people have fun on my set. We work together. I you know. have fun. I know. We didn't do any films together though. Did you think I was a No, I thought that was. We did try a little skit thing. Y'all should go check that out. That yes. was pretty fun. That was fun. Um, I'm not a <laughs> She's thinking about it. I am. I I'm like. Was, I was kind of loud that one time. But that's the thing. I like set to be fun. Yes, Even if it's something be. that is heavy, I want it to be fun. Yeah. So for her, I didn't think that it would be fun. Um, so I actually, that was the first time that I was going to have someone else play the a role that I wrote for myself. Mm. So in the adult form of the film, I 
since I couldn't find a younger version of me. And mostly it was because of Gap. I needed a brown girl. I know, you were like adamant about that shit. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, who gets a Gap when they get older? Right. I mean, like, little space, but, like, my Gap is prominent. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's not really. It mean. is prominent. I mean, okay. Your name is Look the Gap I can't really say no. It's prominent. But if you just, like, never said nothing and you just talked, like, I wouldn't be like, damn. And I would be like, how dare you not notice my gap? <laughs> See? <laughs> See? But, <laughs> but, you know, like, um, I've tried to find little brown girls with gap, and I just haven't been successful. I so if that's a good or a bad thing, too, for sure. I don't know. Let me think. You're so unique. I don't want a thousand of you. I but want... that's, I want my daughter to have a gap. I don't have any kids, but when I have one, yeah. I want her to have a gap. And it's like, oh, my God, what do you look like? My mommy. Just like that. But if she doesn't have one, you know, she'll still be dope. Yeah. You know? Because she has. Because she goes to the dentist one day. Wow. We'll have to talk about that. Wow. No, if, See, my child wants, <laughs> if my child wants to close their gap, then, you know, my parents no, gave me the choice. you was going to open. That's what I was talking about. Oh, <laughs> open. <laughs> yeah, perfectly fine, T. Yeah. Open her <laughs> gap. We'll open that up. Can we just put a little space just, there? Just a smidge. About three millimeters. Okay, we're we're going right. something. We're going for something. <laughs> all right. Don't worry about our family. I respect. I would. I, I wouldn't. Hey. No. Yeah, I'm a rapper now. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. You know, trying to be real. You supportive. go, girl. <laughs> right. Trying to be real supportive. My sisters uh, always tell people, like, um, I love my siblings because if I do, like, an audition, if I do something, They'll let me know, like, okay, do it again, or like, make it more realistic, or yeah. that that wasn't that wasn't on, like, you know. And I appreciate them for that mm -hmm. because you know it's not just like, yes, girl, you killed that. Mm -hmm. Have me out here looking, it's real yeah. Criticism. So, or like, I'll do something, they'd be like, okay, like, okay, we could grow from here, and I like that too. I feel like it's it's um. It's in a supportive way. It's yeah. always supportive. It's always loving, and I know that they want the best for me. Um, when we, when we, when I'm in the creative space, I know that. Yeah. Um, so I, I told her like a rap that I wrote, and she was like, "Oh my God, I'm so nervous for you." But like, you rap, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I told you." She was like, "I didn't wow. believe you." And my best friend said the same thing. Everybody, I told them, I was like, "Y'all, I'm a rapper now," and they all were like, "Did you rap it in the song, or um, did you like just show them the lyrics?" Not ill confidence. But another, another one. song. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've been writing. Oh. Yeah. So you're a little musician oh, now. Right. <laughs> you look so nervous. Because I <laughs> I like talking about my art, but at the same time it's like it's so it's public obviously, but it's like private at the same time, mm -hmm. like my emotions about it. Because sometimes it's like you have to accept, like, okay, I did not like this, mm, or I did this, fact. and I go back to it, and it's like, mm, I probably, I mean, this is kind of cringy. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I appreciate that I can cringe at certain things, mm -hmm. because that means that I've grown from it. Yeah. So, yeah, with... So what areas, specifically, do you feel like you've grown the most since you last seen it? Um, just as a writer. As a writer, for sure, I'm more adamant about doing my own thing. I, I actually, I do audition still, mm -hmm. but I audition less because I really want to hone like writing. Mm -hmm. And I have been getting parts with people who have reached out to me and they're like, yeah, I want to work with you. And that's been very rewarding for me. But um, 
What? Because I just want to see what y'all doing on the production <laughs> side. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm ruining your interview. No, no I'm not. No, this is no, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as a writer, I feel like it's definitely grown. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> what have you learned the most on the production side? Because you did come in as not just an actress, but a director. I mean, you know, you've done grip work. You've done, you know what a set looks like. You know what a set is run like. You've been on a major set before. So what have you learned on the production side the most since we lost, last saw you? Um, so in between that, I've done um, production assistant work too. Wow. So that is, this is gonna sound really vague, but this is like as true as it gets. Everybody in the crew like super matters. They yeah. really, really matter. And I, I say that from being a PA on a larger set and then being um, the director on my sets, wow. like something that's indie. Yeah. But I felt equally as important on both. Wow. And I know like that just makes me excited for bigger productions that mm -hmm. I lead or I run mm -hmm. because I, I know how important a PA is for a shot. We have to do lockups and things of that nature. And that's basically trying to keep the public out of a shot. And that's asking people nicely not to come. Sometimes it's a very public area. Yeah. So because it's a very public area, you can't tell a person, oh, you can't come this way. Like, you know what I mean? You have to ask them nicely and, and it's communication. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to go in like. And it could be awkward. Yeah. And it's, it's just finding strength, but also at the same time being compassionate and, and kind and. You want to be as as helpful to the production as possible, but right. at the same time, you want to make sure that you're being polite to these people. And a lot of times, it's like people are more they're they're definitely more receptive to like requests like, "Hey, can you please not go this way?" And that to me just made me respect PAs so much more, and it made me excited for bigger productions. Because like, yeah, everybody wants to be a director. Everybody wants to, you know, a lot. I, I don't want to say everybody because that's a generalization. But in this space, a lot of people want to be directors and they want to lead the set, but I don't think they realize how important every single person on that set is. Yeah. So um, being in a PA position helped me appreciate how grand a set is and then just always respecting everybody down the line. Mm. Yes. Now, you do drop a song, mm -hmm. and you drop a song with a video. Mm -hmm. El Confident. El Confident. So, you've always had confidence since I met you. Thank you. But I think it's definitely grown. Thank you. Um, what made you put out this song? El Confidence. That's my shit. I'm going to just <laughs> Confidence is my shit because I'm happy that you've always seen me as confident, but I have not always been confident. So it's just when you're not confident, I think people can feel that mm -hmm. and they almost want to prey on that. Mm. And that's why, like, in the lyrics, I say, should have ended me when my confidence mm -hmm. was ill. Because, like, when you are feeling um, less confident about certain things or feeling less confident about yourself, you are very open to 
criticism, mm -hmm. but not open in a way that it's like, I'm open, I can grow from it. It's like, I receive it as my truth, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just certain things that people say or certain things that you start to take on as your truth. And it, it just beats you down, it beats you down. And I've, I've been through a lot. I mean, you know that like, I was diagnosed with cancer and my mother passed away all within one week in the same year. And it was just, it was crazy. But at the same time, I grew so much from all of it. Like, you asked me like, how did I get beyond the point of like being afraid of failure? Mm -hmm. It's when you, when you get to that point, it's just like, what, what else is there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to do something because you feel like you're, you come from a place of being like crippled from doing anything. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, I can do something. Even if it's a small thing, you feel empowered by that. And then that grows to the point that it's just like, okay, I don't care how big it is, I can still do it. Mm -hmm. And if I fail, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That is okay. Because I don't think anything would be as low as this. Right. You know? And I just, um, yeah. And you built from there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yes, I think that's, I think when people say like blessings come in disguise, definitely a blessing in disguise. And I don't Dropping think, that. my journey, it. my journey. In general, in the general, whole journey. The whole journey, mm. blessing in disguise. Yeah. And yeah, Did I think. Did you expect yourself to be where you're at now? No. Wow, why? Because I was scared. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't know. No, I know, but I was just, I think I'm laughing at myself, like, to think that. Like, I used to be afraid. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, what was I afraid of? Mm -hmm. But also, my confidence was ill. Yeah. So. So, what changed? How did you get your confidence? Because um, you kind of, I wouldn't say you faked it till you made it, but you acted really well. Because I didn't know. Well, when you met me, I feel like my confidence had definitely... I had hair when you met me, so... <laughs> Your hair is. Did you not have hair? Oh, when I was going through um, that journey, I didn't have hair. Really? Or eyebrows. So, we didn't ever talk about that no. in the last interview. No, we didn't. Is that okay to talk about? Okay, did, sure. You sure? If you don't get too nosy... I'm going to get real nosy. That's what we do, <laughs> obviously. I mean... So, at what age are you diagnosed with cancer? I was 23. So, at 23 years old, mm -hmm. um, so your whole life changed. Mm -hmm. How? Like, what happens? Because, I mean, I, I know cancer patients, but they're older. Right? Like, you either think, like, babies yes. or, like, older people. Yes. But, like, 20, it just didn't make sense, right? So, that's what first thing that came to you, like, what? It didn't make sense. Wow, okay. It did not make sense. But at the same time, now it makes sense. But I don't know if I can articulate that to anybody else. Well, talk us through. <clears throat> Why it makes sense now? No, talk us through <clears throat> the moment of realization that even if it doesn't make sense, I have to go through this. Um, okay, so during that time, Again, so like the all happened like when my, right when my mom passed. So like I was we diagnosed. Oh, 
But my mom passed mm-hmm. when I was 26. Um, and that in itself was life changing. Yeah. That was my best friend. Yeah. Um, but you're an adult. I'm an adult. At 23, but you're not an adult at, at all. 23. At all. At all. Because I'm really just now getting there and I'm 27. So it's like you lose your mom, like, and that's your best friend. But then in the same week, you're finding out you have cancer. Like, how do you, how are you here right now? Like, <laughs> like honestly, like, I did not know these things. Like, how are you here right now? Like, where do you have to take your mind to get through something like that? I think you just start to do. You just do. And then... I don't know if I could tell you. Not because it's a secret, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. Really? Yeah. Like, I just, I can't. Because I met you at 28. Yeah. So... From 23 to 28, what had ha- like, what was that journey like? Like, what got you to the point where you were doing a, a music a video? A music video. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, a lot happened five years ago. I think once something like that happens, it's like, you either shit or get off the pot. Like, in life, you know what I mean? Like, do something. Do something that matters. Do something that's beyond just, mundane life mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't want to sound like have some like revelation or anything they like, like that they, but they need it but i think for me it was more like what do i really want to do but i don't think it happened like right at 23 it's, right. it's like things just started to happen throughout life and then it was like what did what did i do in my life that i'm like ecstatic about mm-hmm. Like, I've done things, and there were things that I, I did that I was proud of, but, um, yeah, I've reached some real, like, it was like mommy cancer, and then it was like lows, extreme lows, yeah. that I just felt like nobody understood, um, and I felt alone. Yeah. I did. I felt alone, but there was a lot of people around me. But in ways that I realized as I got older and after I moved past it, I shut them out. Boom. But That's big. I know, right? Yeah. I shut them out. And I think it was because maybe like now I'm sitting here trying to explain to you what I was feeling there during that time. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even express what I was feeling during that time. It was like so many different emotions, but none of them were like prevailing. But I guess the one that started to grow the most was I wanted to survive. But initially when my mom passed, I didn't want to survive. I just didn't. Um, But then I looked at the rest of my family, my siblings, my dad, and it was like, they lost her too, you know? So then I started to feel selfish about that. And then I was like, okay, I do want to survive. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, really. But it was a thought. It was like, okay, so I do want to survive. Because at first it was like, my mom's not here. I don't want to survive. But then it was like, no, I do want to survive. And I want to survive for my family. They gave me purpose initially. Wow. But then I feel like I gave myself purpose after that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, why are you gonna be out here if you're not vulnerable? Like, well, it's the King Chief Network. Um, she's been here in a while. It's all right. But um, yeah. So just all of that. It's just when I when I talk about ill confidence, it's not just looks. It's mm. everything. Like everything that you embody. And then you just, I just feel so naked right now. <laughs> the thing about it is you brought it back home to the ill confidence boy. And that's beautiful. Because I was like, ill, hold on, wait, the, 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 the single. Oh, shit. You came back to the single. Yeah. I was going to life. You went back. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because that means you're putting your life into the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a correlation. It's not like I'm just doing a song just to do a song like there's a true correlation like you didn't even know you was doing it mm -hmm. like it was just a natural I love it I think I was more aware of it I think other people may not have been aware of it mm. ill confidence is like it was a physical illness but mm. there was also uh, an emotional illness mm. and I'm healed in both ways I would say I love it. Well, we're going to clothe you. I don't want you to feel naked. Um, <laughs> um, the last thing, did we do it in your interview? Or it's called that? Get It Off Your Chest. And I think I explained this to you in your interview. I vividly remember almost every interview I've ever done. Um, almost. Once I get talking, then I can remember basically everything. But it's called Get It Off Your Chest. And basically, before we see you again... Um, anything that you need to tell people or let people know what's going on with you or let your supporters know that you appreciate them, whatever you need to do um, or say specifically uh, before we get you on the hot seat again, um, get it off your chest. Oh, man. Well, of course, my supporters. Like, I appreciate y'all more than anything. Um, every DM and message text message everything that i just i it's it's unreal to me but i appreciate y'all so much um get it off my chest i don't know i feel like i was very vulnerable during this whole interview like i don't even know what yeah go listen to ill confidence man like that's what i want to get off my chest get off like i think i know that i pour myself into all of my art um even if it's like not the, it doesn't show as the deepest parts of me. Um, my art tells a story. And I, I feel like I want to tell stories using my art, but not necessarily in the most obvious way. Mm -hmm. But all of it is a part of me in some capacity. So mm -hmm. yeah, make sure y'all just, y'all just tap into my art because then I feel like you'll get to know me. <laughs>